You're listening to the Regional Update. I'm Jessica Strauss. I'm the Weed Smart Communications and Project Lead. And in this podcast, we catch up with somebody from the regions, whether it be the North, South or Western, each month, and we find out what's happening in their patch in regards to weed control. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Regional Update. Today we're heading to the Northern Region and we're going to get an update from our Extension ag- Agronomist in the North, Paul McIntosh. How are you going, Paul? I'm um, very well, thanks, Jess. Now, we've got a bit to cover in the podcast today. You're going to be at the uh, Cotton Conference as well as a webinar that you're hosting. We're going to chat about that a bit later. But first things first, we'll get a bit of a regional update of what's happening in the north. So how are conditions at the moment? It's my absolute duty to uh, delight to tell you, Jess, that it's wet. That's great. <laughs> it's, been wet for, it's been wet for some time, which is just unbelievable. You think about those two or three really dry years and you couldn't get a drink of water to bless yourself sort of stuff. And, and these days we've got water everywhere. It's running out of the hills. We've still got cotton being picked over here in a lot of places. Down in the northern New South Wales, there's still cotton being picked. Even on the Darling Downs, I went past them on Friday, you know, west of Dolby, there's cotton still to be picked. Uh, in the paddock, still wow. in the paddock. So it's it's quite un, it's quite unusual. I can remember one or two occasions where cotton's been picked in August up here in southern Queensland before, but uh, this is a this is another one of those years, and it's just so wet in some places. And in central Queensland, well, they're doing it pretty good. They still got no water in that big Fairburn Dam up there, or not enough water, mm. to be honest. But certainly their crops in the ground are looking really sprightly at this stage for the winter crops, and they've certainly got a fair bit of moisture in the ground for their future summer crops. And they'll start planting cotton and grain sorghum and all that stuff about this month. So they're into it already, I dare say. Yeah, right. And any specific weed issues at the moment, Paul, that people need to be aware of? Uh, <laughs> yes, as a matter of fact. We've, I did a talk on Friday just explaining to about 40 farmers on the Darling Downs uh, at Brigalow Warra Group how to identify annual ryegrass. And right. I thought, well, I didn't thought it would ever get here, so another another sweeping statement I made 10 or 15 years ago, and I have to worry about annual ryegrass, but it's here. Um, I've spotted it two or three years ago from from an accidental two bales of hay from the from the south falling off a truck mm. in the middle of the uh, uh, plains here, Conamine Plains, and that's near Norwin, halfway to Cecil Plains. And, of course, he's got this ryegrass that's in the, in the table drain, and now it has spread down the table drain with the water flow around the corner. So it's probably travelled about two or three miles, but it's not just that. It's a lot of feedlots and a lot of areas where annual ryegrass is becoming more noticeable and we need people who won't recognise it, and that's what I'm doing right now is just giving an idea and telling them how bad a weed it is. It's probably the number one weed in Australia for sure, so we don't particularly want it, but we've got it. Yeah, and that's uh, likely from all the uh, feed that came in from interstate. Is that probably the yes. cause? Yeah. Yes, that's it, Jess. That's exactly right. And right from these two bars of hay that I knew where they fell off the truck, mm. you know, I can track it from there. So they're all around the feedlot. So I think a lot of the guys have been trying to make uh, amends about trying to control the annual ryegrass seeds that might be in their hay they're putting but of course you know the amount of seeds that produce you only need a few plants to go downstream with the water flow we've mm-hmm. had over the last six to six to twelve months and hey presto you've got another population downstream of annual ryegrass yeah so yeah it's a, it's a big one i've I told told the uh, the growers and the few agronomists uh, on Friday that it was going to be worse than feather top roads, and they nearly nearly threw their chairs at me because they've mm-hmm. had enough of feather top roads without having to worry about annual ryegrass. So, so it's a it's a new weed for us up here, Jess. It's been creeping north, but it's it's really thundered north now. 
with the uh, with the dry years with us buying fodder from down south. Mm, that sucks, but yeah, knowledge is power. So that's good that you're spreading the word about it. Anything else going into obviously, you know, in the next few months, like you said, people will be putting crops in and that kind of thing. Any other things that people need to be abreast of in the next couple of months in terms of weed control? Oh, the usual suspects, Jess. We've got a power of south thistle and prickly lettuce and feathertop roads and barnyard and uricolor and fleabane. And, of course, in the in the central highlands, they're going to have lots of uh, parthenium and uh, sweet summer grass and all that sort of stuff. So, like like we keep telling them, you know, if you're going to spray them, make sure you do it when they're small because yeah. the smaller they are, the better it is. And size does matter. We've seen it demonstrated a whole heap of time from different researchers like Bhagwath Chahan, like Michael Widrick, that... Spraying early when the when the weeds are small is a much better idea than trying to control them when they're big. So stopping seeds, that's one thing. But if you can kill them completely when they're very small, that's a better way to go. So we're still the same old weeds up here with the advent of annual ryegrass. We just need to be um, more, more, uh, more on the ball with our weed control. We keep saying it all the time, but uh, we just got to be on the ball for that weed control, both in crop and in our fallow situations. Definitely, Paul. And you've got quite a bit going on. We've got uh, you presenting at the Cotton Conference. Can you give us a bit of a preview of your involvement with that? Yes, it's uh, through the uh, Crop Consultants of Australia, Jess, as you know, I'm a member of, and they're a great uh, in-kind stakeholder of the Wheat Smart as well. So uh, they've uh, got me on the speaking roster and talk about different parts of uh, herbicide resistance and uh, and weeds in general at the Cotton Conference. That's on next week, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday. So looking forward to that. Uh, I'll be down there at the Cotton Conference, everybody. Uh, Walking around with my very proud of my Weed Smart shirt on, and I'll be on the CCA stand, which got the Weed Smart banner. So, looking forward to just many years since I've been to a cotton conference. Uh, so, this is a good one, and actually getting a speaking gig is really good to promote the Weed Smart Big Six and and look after weeds in the cotton and the areas surrounding the cotton fields too is a big one, Jess. So, they're the things I'll be concentrating on as far as uh, as far as the cotton conference go. And that and meeting everybody from all around the parts of Australia after a huge big year in cotton, and I think. I think it, I was talking to Tony Lockery earlier today, and I think it's three years or four years since the last Cotton Conference, and I think it's going to be big this year, Jess. So I think a lot of hair, Tony Lockery said, a lot of hair to be let down, Mac, and I think he might be fairly right too. <laughs> so watch out the Gold Coast, we're on the way. Yeah, make sure you go and say hi to Paul if you're going to the Cotton Conference. And speaking of Cotton, Paul, you're also going to be doing a webinar with Eric Coates in uh, a couple of weeks' time. Can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, Eric Coates is the, uh, the weed uh, weed control lead uh, for the uh, for the DAF in New South Wales, and uh, apart from cricket, which he's not too bad at, he's very good with his weed control in the cotton industry. And uh, him and the team that uh, he leads, in uh, Graham Charles at, uh, at Narrabri Weewal, Michael Witterick uh, and himself, uh, pretty handy crew, and they do a pretty good job of uh, talking about weed control in the cotton fields and of course Graham Charles has done a lot of good work so Eric will be talking about that. So I'll just read out what he's going to talk about Jess if that's alright. It's, it's got a fair bit there we've got to thin it down but obviously integrated integrated weed management mm -hmm. is a very big important part and so he's going to be talking about that. So all the tactics behind this integrated weed management that they're discovering in cotton slightly different to other other crops Jess but certainly uh, it's, it's an important part of uh, looking after your cotton Cotton fields is to make sure you get on top of those weeds. So Eric's going to be talking about the latest resistance findings that they're finding in the cotton fields. Also some of the knockdown issues that they're doing and of course the merging weeds of the future, which, which is of course is ryegrass growing through the growing through the summer, which is just fantastic, mm. in their cotton fields. So that's mm. not such a good one at all that they're talking about that. 
And, uh, and, and he's also going to be talking about some of the stuff that Graham Charles has been researching, the critical weed-free period in cotton, which is a, it's a key part of cotton, and it's great to have that sort of research. Come from Eric in our webinar in a couple of weeks' time. Excellent. Yeah, we're really looking forward to that one. Make sure you register. I will put the link in the show notes so that it's nice and easy for you to make sure you get along to that one. And Paul, just finally, we're going to be catching up in person for the first time in many years because we've got Weed Smart Week coming over and all of the extension agronomists will be there. Are you looking forward to coming along to Weed Smart Week, Mildura, Paul? I certainly am, Jess. It's, a, it's an amazing, amazing area down there. I was just down there just recently, and it's an amazing area down there in Mildura. And the other thing that I've learnt with Weed Smart, and, and uh, the first one I went to was in Wagga many, many years ago, it's amazing what you learn. So I'm from the north. I've been in the northern part of Australia and so in Queensland for, for 40-odd years. But I can tell you, everybody, just going to Weed Smart, even if it's way out of your territory, you always learn something, and that something can be very vital in your operation when you go back home to the farm or go back to doing agronomy again. So... Really, I urge you to come down to Weed Smart Week as well as meeting all the Weed Smart team, Jess. Uh, you'll actually learn something, and it's a great, great learning avenue, even from people down in that Mildura area. They've got plenty to tell us, and we can learn, keep our ears open, and bring it back to your own farming environment, and it'll be a lot better off up here. Definitely. And there is still tickets available a few weeks to go until the event. So if you are thinking about coming along, make sure you get your ticket. It's happening at the end of the month. And so, yeah, I'll put the link in the show notes for Weed Smart Week tickets too. But Paul, that about sums up our catch up today. Thank you so much for joining me on the regional update and look forward to catching up with you in person in a few weeks time. Yeah, me too, Jess. We'll all be good down there. It'll be a fantastic week uh, for everybody involved in weed control in Australia. Mildura is a great place to learn about Weed Smart Week. See you, Jess. See you, Paul.